episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Overly Excited Podcast. I'm Jack Watts, Dale Sidebottom here, my co-host. Thanks, Jacko. Let's get after it. We've got an incredible guest today. Premiership hero, probably the most natural, talented sportsman that I think I've come across. Settle. And annoying, annoyingly. Yeah, annoyingly good. Because, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it was usually me, Dale, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I was sort of the kingpin and pretty, could do it all. But this bloke came into the club and uh, he took the mantle pretty quickly. Jeremy Howe, welcome, mate. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, me, boys. On. Been uh, very excited to be a part of it. Yeah. It's one of, uh, one of those things we're excited to have you on, mate, and uh, probably more importantly talk about your year because if there's been a year of roller coasters yeah. um, and your story, and I'm excited to hear about uh, what you've learned from it, but more importantly, how's the last month <laughs> been, mate? Uh, that's, what we're, that's what people want to know. Yeah. Winning your first flag, bloody epic. Well done, mate. Oh, no, nah, I appreciate that. It's, um, yeah, it's my first senior flag in my whole life, so never won one as a, um, in Tassie. Won like a couple underage, but um, pre that, yeah, no, it's, it's been a, a wild month to say the least. <laughs> um, even uh, it's small things. It's like you probably you probably have moments where it's like it's you work out the weight of what it's worth mm. when you start going to the shops and that. Whereas like I go to Woolies three times a week, no one says anything, and then all of a sudden it's like over the last month, there's probably a dozen people come up and stop you, and they don't want to hassle. All they say is thank you and just keep walking. Wow, and that's it. And I was like, when you start, the gravity starts like the pull of what the premiership means to others. I was like, that's when you start going shit. It's like we've done pretty good, done pretty well, mm. but um, yeah, personally, is like since it finished, it's been pretty crazy. I was fortunate enough to have the cup for 24 hours. Got some really cool photos like with Carly and Xana, and then you start reflecting on. Why you got there and what it means. It's probably more to, I was like, to see Xander and Carly have it, have the cup for a day. It's probably is like, because I've been a nightmare to deal with for 13, 14 <laughs> years. Oh, was, and Carly's been a part of that for nearly 11 years of it. Yeah, the ride together. Mm. So I was like, I was like, maybe this is like a little element of like, here you go. It's like, <laughs> is, it, is it worth it for you? Like, yeah. is, it like, is, is, like, is, is this enough? <laughs> We all square. <laughs> We're certainly not square. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you start reflecting, and then all of a sudden, the people who mean the most and the most important ones—they're the probably ones that you want to share it with the most. And mm. fortunate enough, we had the family over and had a hell of a couple of days with them. And but yes, yeah, it's, it's like I feel like I've kind of had the moment to decompress, soak it up, and um, I hate the fact that people start talking about what's to come. Mm. I, was like, oh. I was like, can we just keep savouring the moment for Didn't a little we bit speak longer? Of, yeah, we yeah. spoke about this on our podcast. Like, why does it have to be something next? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do people think, like, it, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And that's, like, the most important thing for me is, like, it's like we always talk about being present and, like, enjoy <laughs> the moment is, like, what we have. I was like, people starting to talk about it. It's like, oh, yes, we are in an industry where you've got to prep, you got to plan, you got to make sure it's, like, you're going to be in the right shape to be able to perform and all that stuff. I was like, Fuck it, can we just enjoy what we've done? I was like, <laughs> I was like we're, we're still the premiers <laughs> until the last day in September. Sorry, the dogs. That's but, right, um, Until next year. Yeah. I was like, can we please just enjoy it for a little bit longer? <laughs> and you work your fucking ass off for your whole life to get to this moment. Yeah. And it's like if you just move straight on, what yep. has all that work been for? 100%. You know, if you don't enjoy it and sit back and, you know, obviously you're not getting complacent. You know, And that's what people don't understand. It's, oh, the... Premiership hangover, all this. It's like, fuck, you've been doing this for 
for 14 yeah, years. Yeah. You, you're going to be, you know, it's, you know what you're doing. You know, you're going to be in shape. You're going to be ready to go. But we're going to enjoy this moment for what it is. And you'd like to think that the training mentality and that doesn't change. Like everyone still works the same. Mm. Everyone's working their ass off to, to get there. Yeah, exactly. There's an element of luck that comes with it that ultimately you get provided with a premiership, mm. which I'm never given back. I was like, <laughs> fuck that, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. But ultimately it's like everyone in the AFL, anyone in life, they work, they work their ass off. There's an element of luck that comes with it and we mm. for, we're fortunate enough to have a little bit of that along the way and we managed to capitalise on what I feel like is a really good team. Mm. And then, yeah, but like I said, people just like, they're like, what's next? Let's fucking get another one. I was like, fuck that. How about we just enjoy what yeah. we've got? Be grateful for one. <laughs> so Isn't I it? Oh, I agree. It's, it's yeah. like we're what's next always, you know, yeah. instead of just like you said, I know Fly's been really big on that for you guys yeah. being present. But that yep. comes back to everything in life. 100%. The moment you're living in the future, yeah. you miss out on so much because yeah. you're not present. Yeah. Mm. There's an element of like the anxiety that comes in with performance. It's like you're starting to predict as like what's going to happen. For us, it's like, yeah, it's pretty hard to be present all the time. It's like it's not – It's you find yourself pretty easy projecting as like how am I going to perform, what's going to happen. It's like, geez, I need to train well this week. It's like, well, as I've matured and I feel like I've got a little bit more experience, I don't really – lose a hell of a lot of energy thinking in that space because I, I know it's not good for me. Anytime I think about anything, I was like, it doesn't help. I was like, for a long period of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like, I love my golf and uh, Watsy will certainly vouch for that. Mate, you do a, hit the ball It's a pretty well. good day out there. <laughs> I've invited you to PK oh, after no. this and you've, you've turned it down. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm, um, I'm actually turning that down. But <laughs> I feel like for golf, I was like, if I have the best round I've ever had, I could barely remember hitting a shot. Because you're just in it. I was mm. like, and if I have the shittest round I've ever had, I'll tell you exactly where I went at any given time. Because <laughs> all you do is thinking about it. Yeah. So it's like, it's amazing how that stuff aligns with performance and not just in elite mm. athletes. But um, mm. yeah, so fortunate enough, you'd like to think that you kind of evolve and experience probably helps in that space. Now, we had uh, your good mate Steely Sidebottom on the pod uh, a while ago. The Wiz. Um, the, the Wiz. But I'm actually very interested to – because speaking to him, you know, it was it was great for me to talk to him, but about our very different experiences, him and I. He's obviously been at Pies for 15 years. I was at D's. But for you, we actually went through similar things and now you've come out the other side of it and probably seen a different way of, yeah. of how it is. So I'm really interested to ask, like – Obviously, we, you know, at the D's for eight, nine years together and it was pretty tough going. Grim. <laughs> grim. Just grim is a good way to describe <laughs> it. Can you sort of, I mean, I, I think it would be hard to do, but maybe just try to explain what are some of the differences, like just watching the way you play and you're so free-flowing and yeah. it's enjoyable. I'm seeing the smile, and all, you know, and every, the way the Collingwood players talk about each other and talk about the coach and talk about the club is just completely different to what I've ever experienced. What What are some of the key differences between the D's pies? Yeah, I suppose. Mentality. I've, like I've, I've spoken about it a little bit, and it's like, don't get me wrong. It's like my time at the D's in terms of performance and results was horrific. It was like hundred games, one twenty, got out of there. Um, but the friendships that you make, and fortunate enough, is like Jack. You've been one of them. But there's like they're the things that I cherish the most. But in terms of like the way that we the way that it was kind of organised and the way that we ran the joint. Yeah, it's kind of chalk and cheese. It's like, and I've spoken about it. It's like, what comes first? Is like, do you loosen the grip in terms of give players flexibility to be able to drive their own progress and standards? Or is like, do you have to be 
board, you have to get good before you go, oh, no, loosen the grip a bit because they know what they're doing. A lot of the time it's like teams that aren't going so well. I don't even know if I should even be talking about it, to be honest. But it's like, but teams that don't go well, the answer always seems to be more is better. And it's like, mm. it's never been the case. It's never That's been like so that. True, <clears throat> so for us, it's like, a value for us is like, well, if you, don't, if you don't tip in and you don't want to be a part of it, you just fall behind. So that for me personally is enough to go, well, I'll give you absolutely everything of me because I was like, the, the thought of letting someone down or in that and not being just barked at the whole time. Mm. Our whole philosophy is like, you get we focus on about 90% of what we do really well with a 10% room for improvement. I felt like when we were at Melbourne, it was like, because unfortunately we weren't going so well. Mm. It was probably the flip. It was like you used to be so heavily invested on rooms to get like areas to get better. You need to do this. It was like, we're not doing this right. I was like, fuck, what are we actually doing? Why are we here? Mm. I was like, what are we doing well? I was like, how bad are we? Like, yeah. I was like, I know the results aren't going well, but like, give me some value. Like, tell yeah, me, I was like, yeah. what, where we're going is going to be, is going to be worth it. <clears throat> and unfortunately, we probably didn't really get that for a long period of time. And I think for us at Collingwood, it was like one of our values is having fun. I was like, as soon as you lose the enjoyment out of it, then you tap out. It's like, it's Ooh. gone. Mm. And I was like, I think the way that we play, like we make more mistakes than anyone in the whole comp. That's an absolute given. Like stats will probably back that up as well. But it's enough. It's for someone to go. I don't give a shit if you make a mistake. It's also more. Um, it holds more weight if you can go. I'm going to back it up with evidence. It's like fuck mm. yeah. Have a look at all this shit piece of play where mm. everyone makes so many mistakes. And it's almost like who's not smiling? It's like which one of you aren't smiling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and how much does fly? How much does fly have to do with that? Because I mean, what I find interesting is I feel like almost the messages, regardless of whether you're, whether you're down the bottom at the D's or the messages by the coaches, they sort of know what to say. Like even when yep. we were playing, they said, oh, we won't care about mistakes and we won't care about this. Yeah. But they fucking do because yeah. as soon as we make a mistake, they absolutely ream you. Whereas it seems like when, you know, at the top where teams are playing well, they actually follow through on what they say yep. and they they don't get angry at you when you make a mistake. They actually encourage it and... You know, and that's a part of our review. It's like, it's like, you know, our game plan's pretty messy and it looks pretty terrible at times, but also it almost looks really clean and pristine. Everyone's like, geez, you boys move the ball well. It's mm. like, it reminds me of playing like old school. It was like when I grew up playing Tazzy. It's like, get it, kick it long, flick it, flick it, scrap, flick it, go. Flick it kick yeah. it, goal, celebrate. How good's this? Um, but yeah, evidence and backing up in terms of what you're saying is mm. like the feedback that's given. A lot of people would be like, I don't care if you make a mistake and then you make one, they're like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Ultimately, it's like if coaches like, yep, they're great tacticians and I have a hell of a lot of respect for a lot of coaches. But ultimately for me, I was like, you need to make me feel good. I was like, mm. you need to make me feel like what I'm about to do is enough and it's going to be valued within the team. Yeah, That's all you need to do for me. I was like, game plan is like, yep, we all live within that, but there's flexibility to do your thing. It was like I just need to feel like what I'm what I'm worth is going to be enough for you guys to make me feel good, and then post that. I was like, then ultimately you play your best footy. Love, oh, <coughs> I think fun is so important, Jess, and yeah, you can yeah. see that you're doing that, and yeah. that's a re- reflection of anyone in any part of their life. If they're not enjoying it, you need to stop and find yeah. a way to enjoy it. And yeah. unfortunately, that was the last thing that sounded like come at Melbourne. You know, yeah. I wasn't part of it, but yeah. from what I've heard, yeah. there was no fun, but also there was no love. And that's the word that I think describes what you created this year in your club. It's love. You know, you you just have to see that. Like, how refreshing is that? Hang on. Sorry. You're right, mate. Yeah. So for us, it's like relationships has always been something that Fly has been 
all about. Mm. I was like building him. I was like even before we literally just got to sign the coach. I've I've never been had any relationship with Fly at all. Nothing. Never spoke to him. Never seen him in person. Nothing. So then he rang me um, before he came to the club. I was like, yeah, sweet. And I was like, ended up having like a forty-five minute chat. And I was like, how do I know this bloke? I was like, how do I know him? I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't. Yeah. I was like, but it was like that's where it started. And then as soon as you meet him, it's like you work out pretty quickly what his what his values are, and it's especially like it's family, like relationships are huge. And I was like, if you come to our club at any given time, there's kids there. I was like, it almost looks like a part time daycare to be honest. And he's all about that. Like our <clears throat> the way that we celebrate after games, it's always families in first. I was like, we get to sing with our, sing the song with our kids. Which is like looking back and it was like when you're in it, you're kind of like, yeah, this is just the norm. Well, it's not. It's, like, right. it's, not, it's, it's amazing not. and it's so, so it's nice like, to see. And like, like thankfully, like a few other clubs have jumped on board. It's like they get their kids involved, sing songs and they're just memories that you will never be able to replace. Like, mm. But yeah, he's been enormous in that space for us. Like I'd, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so grateful that, I'm grateful for my whole AFL career to be honest. I was like, I love that five years, like I said, the relationships, which is a value of mine. I was like, I'll definitely hold them really tight. And then fortunate enough, it was like where my career has gone. It's probably like started really slow, didn't have great success. Off the field, made really good friendships, relationships, which I've still got to this day. But then ultimately 2018 is like, or when I got to Collingwood, first two years was horrific. He broke our hearts when he kicked the goal on, uh, I think it was Queen's birthday. <laughs> he loves it too. Which <laughs> I, I, Queen's birthday games normally are on repeat and that, that. That's, that one certainly features. <laughs> he kicks the goal and just goes like this. We'll get that highlight reel up. <laughs> yeah. Surely. And if you watch it, I actually I actually chase a prick all the way down the wing. And I thought, like, uh, but I don't get close enough to make sure no one thinks it's my bloke. <laughs> And you're looking after your yeah, mate. Yeah. mate. You give him something. Give him one, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need one hole. Give me one hole. <laughs> uh, and then kicks it and then it's, it's lights out, game over. But, um, yeah, I suppose it's like, yeah, there's plenty of ups and downs within AFL. But, um, yeah, the way my career's kind of panned out, it started really slow, kind of even went to Collingwood first two years was a struggle. 2018 was like, fuck, it's like maybe this is it. Didn't happen. And then all of a sudden you just like, get me back. Um, and it took, yeah, five years, which is looking back on it now, you're thinking five years is a long time. It was like in AFL to have mm. another crack at it in five years. Yeah, you certainly kick yourself and um, mm. thankfully it fell our way. But, um, mm. yeah, pretty crazy when you look back on it. Like I'm, I'm not a huge in terms of like reflecting on a massive journey over a long period of time, but I've definitely done it probably this year more than any because it's probably been the most challenging year for mm. me personally in terms of footy and um, that kind of side of it, which affected probably the way I was at home. Can we get into the arm and the <laughs> yeah. injury and the like, – <laughs> Yeah, so – That was pretty insane. <clears throat> it's pretty um, – Wow, that's – Pretty hectic. So that's got, yeah, from scarf, the elbow right down to his wrist. That's where the bone came out. Oh. And then I've scarred all the way on the inside as well where they had to open me up both sides. Is that when – and we'll probably get into this, but when it got infected? Yeah, that, so because it was a compound fracture – a lot of the time, the chances of an infection probably increase given that the bone's out and exposed. And <clears throat> for me, yeah, it obviously came out and I didn't know at the time. And I was kind of laying there, but the bone kind of went into the ground. And given it was round one, it was like Ed Sheeran concert, who knows what they pumped on the ground. <laughs> <but>, uh, 
I was yeah. actually there. A little, <laughs> little something, something. Um, but no, nah, I think anytime there's a compound fracture, the chance of, of infection certainly increase. And, mm. But I was like, surgery went well. But yeah, had double break, double break. So four breaks in a two-inch span. Um, chipped two bones in my elbow where my elbow tried to dislocate. Generally, if you're gonna if you're gonna break something, something tries to dislocate first. And I must have really strong ligaments because it didn't dislocate. And then all of a sudden, my forearm copped it. So the double snap there, two chips in the elbow, and then I landed on my shoulder. So I snapped my AC joint as well, just to go along with it. So <laughs> seven seven breaks in the one incident. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but surgery went really well. And was it like, I guess because you were, the feeling I could imagine was like, you, you know, injuries always suck, but when you, you're in a team that is so special and you're loving playing so much and you're on fire and do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. the feeling of like, fuck, I'm going to miss out, that would have been really tough. Well, that, that killed me initially and to be honest, it's like what well, happened in round one. So for me, I was like, mm. I haven't missed any of preseason. Like I've done the whole preseason. Mm. It's like for athletes and you'd know, it's like it's pretty fucking hard to do, to, to get a whole preseason in. It's pretty hard to do. So I managed to like get myself super fit. I was like, shit, yeah. I was like close last year. I was like we're in really good shape, looking like we're going to do good things. Um, start of the third quarter, I ended up fucking myself up pretty bad. And then all of a sudden you're thinking like, well, what's going to happen? Um, like literally talking to surgeons and that in there, they kind of like don't even contemplate it. Like don't even mm. – the thought of trying to get back and at all slash even try to contemplate getting back at, at all this year was pretty minor. And then, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, you have always sort of self-proclaimed the best healer on the planet. So I feel like there's enough evidence to back <laughs> that up. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, yeah. you have every single injury or whatever. Like you've come back weeks and weeks early. Yeah. You know, it's um, always tried to push push the limit, but mm. um, maybe to my det- detriment at times. But I think, yeah, I had the surgery on the Saturday, so I had to have it the next day, purely for like fasting and all that. So then, when I was in hospital, they pulled my arm straight and the bone went back in. So it was probably that fourteen hour period where. It wasn't clean. So it was out of your arm for 14 hours after. So my bone was out after I left the, left the ground, got in the ambo, had to, go get, had, had to go get x-rays with the bone lock literally fucking hanging out of my arm. Oh, could you look at it? No way, because thankfully it was sticking out of the back. Oh. It was like sticking out there. It's making me cringe now. I was putting my arm on the x-ray machine. And, and you're then, feeling this little thing. And then oh. like, literally putting it like that. <laughs> Pick, picked it up and the whole thing, all like, I sat it like that because you couldn't cover it mm. and then just watching like this pool of blood just work its way out in the back and I was like, Jesus, it's like something's going on and ended up pulling it away and I obviously got told what what happened. This is a funny story, I've told a couple of times. <laughs> anyway, so I got the, ex- <coughs> got the x-ray done laying flat so I'm, I'm more than capable of doing that and that's fine. And then he goes, all right, now for the next one, can you just pick, pick that board up and just hold it up to the side and then you've got to lift your arm up and just levitate it in the middle and we'll get a side angle. I was like, did you fucking see the first one? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you pretty, you pretty know that I can't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> My arm's enough. If I, if, I lift, if I lift it up like that, it would have just gone. <laughs> 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 Did you blink, man? Yeah, what I was like, couldn't believe it. And I looked over at the two chicks who brought me in from the um, the Ambos. I looked at them and they're just kind of like having a chuckle. Like, <laughs> Am I taking the piss or not? Like, 
And then, yeah, sure enough, they um, dosed me up on plenty of drugs and straight pulled it straight and then wrapped me up, mm. compressed it till the next day and then had surgery on the Saturday. Checked out Monday and then back in emergency on Thursday with an infection. So, grim. And then came back, what, what time did you, what game? In terms of playing? Yeah. So, what? I came back, I think it was round, round 18. So, <clears throat> I ended up missing, I ended up playing 12 games for the year, 13 yep. games. Wow. Which, to be honest, to play one was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more so to go, well, I contemplated retiring, which I spoke to Carlia. Because it was that bad? In hospital. Like, I was like, well, yeah. I was like, I'm under no illusion. I was like, I'm 33. I was like, I don't need to be physically busted up this bad. Mm. Especially when I'm in hospital. Probably when the infection kicked in and I was in a bad way mentally. Because mm. I was like, well. I was looking I back at messages and I, oh. I messaged you. And I'm like, you, I've never heard you speak like that. Like, I was nowhere. What, what was that like? Because you're in there for a week? Two weeks. Two weeks. In there for two weeks. Had five surgeries. So I was like, so they had to keep putting me under and wash my arm out. And I was like, oh. so every third day. Oh. And you're kind of like, well, you're in there. And again, it's probably when I elaborated before. For me to th- be on my own and think a lot is really bad. And sit still. You're oh. not one that sits Two still. Two weeks of it. So the old meditation back <coughs> in the day wasn't your sort of. Oh, I can't concentrate. I was like, I can't. I was like literally, it's like if I shut my eyes, like this bloke in my head's just going, eh. <laughs> play golf, play golf, play golf. Play golf. <laughs> Where are the boys? Where are the boys? <laughs> but um, Carly came in every single day, which was out of control. Like she was still working, obviously full time. Mm. But would come in and see me every single day, and it was kind of like the highlight of my day. I was like, shit, yeah. I was like, she's going to come in, she's going to hang out with me. But also, it was an element of like, and I don't know why there was like an element of shame for her to look because what I looked like was horrific. Like I was lost dra- weight, like, lost so much weight. Yeah. I was so like pale. After a fresh summer, I actually thought I was looking old, but somehow <laughs> pre-season in summer, I've somehow, yeah, I've somehow turned into Casper within two days. <laughs> two days, <laughs> and, a White Walker, and uh, I don't know. There was like an element, I was like, because I physically couldn't do anything. Like I was hooked up, I had like a blood bag attached to my arm. Mm. So if I wanted to get out of bed, I had to carry like this massive machine, hook it up, and I spoke about it. I was like, I literally looked like a like a recovering drug addict. That's what I looked like, mm. and for. Carly to come in every single day and see me like that. I was almost like, almost couldn't look her in the eye to go, fuck, like, this is what you're dealing with. Like, mm. this is what I am. And then I suppose the element of, for me, thinking about being 33, yes, I've played like a long time in the AFL, which I'm grateful for, but it's like, is this how I really want to go out? Like, Xander would come in and I'd just cry. I was like, because I can't, he's like, he's just like screaming. He's like, daddy, dad, mm. can't touch him, can't pick him up, like, can't do anything. He's like, he's trying to jump on me. I was like, I physically couldn't do anything. It was like, for me, ultimately, I'm a dad and a husband first. Footy's great and I fucking froth on it like I love it. But if I can't fulfil the first two, then that the third one just gets the chop. Mm. Like, and that's that's kind of where I was at. And Carly's like, no, nah, let's just see how he goes. Like, let's just let's get it, let's get out of here first and then reassess and work out what we're going to do. I was like, all right, fuck it. We'll see what happens. And... Um, yeah, the first month was really hard because, like I said, I couldn't do anything. I was like, thankfully, again, probably a testament to Fly because he came in to see me a few times. He's like, I want you to come back in, dip your toes in. It's like get involved like, with the coaches. Like, We still feel like you're going to hold a lot of value even when you're not playing. I was like, yep, that's fine. I was like, but for me personally, when I get out of here, I need a week. Mm. I need to yeah. like, fuck that. I was like, oh, I need to get away from all this. Let me just reset it at, at home for a week. And then when I'm back, you'll get me. It's like, because mm. if I come straight back in, 
you'll get like a version of me that's just not it. And mm. thankfully he goes, he goes, you just come back whenever you want. He goes, I don't care if it's a week, a month, whatever. So I ended up taking the week, which was really good. Carly pretty much took the week as well and us three just hung out at home all day, every day. And then all of a sudden you start like the, probably the athlete mindset starts ticking over. You're going like, fuck, it's like maybe you should start getting back in. It's like, I it's like oh, I'm capable of probably doing a little bit. And then <clears throat> started running pretty much like within the next two weeks and then just built myself up. And the next six weeks after that was really strong. And then all of a sudden I was like, Maybe I'm a chance. <laughs> Maybe I'm a chance to, to do something. And then the boys were obviously going really well. I was kind of like <laughs> FOMO starts yeah, 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 like, yeah, big time. What happened last year? I was like, no, nah, it's different this year. It's like what they're doing is like the way that they're playing. It's like I knew that we were onto something. I was like, fuck it. I'm not missing out on that. No way. And then I just flicked the switch. I was like, I'll, I was always doing everything I can to be physically and mentally ready away from footy. But all of a sudden it just started aligning. I was like, I'm starting to train. I'm starting to do what I was like. I was used to. I started like tackling. Started getting shit mixed at training. I was like, okay, well, I'm not a contested player, which we can all vouch for. I was like, I'll put my hand up as well. <laughs> Hardball? No, thank you. Like, <laughs> hey, <and> then, courageous <laughs> getting up in the air. It's <laughs> yeah, very mate, courageous. That's getting, a long way up. Not many people know that. Exactly. It's a lot. It's a lot easier doing that. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah. Putting your head over a pill, running straight at someone else. It's, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden all the stars started aligning. I was like, geez, I'm a genuine chance here. And then the conversation with Fly, I was like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to push to play? Do you want me to play VFL? Do, what do you want me to do? And he goes, as soon as you give me the go-ahead, we're on. Mm. Probably took two weeks of like full match conditioning type training, like getting belted flat out. I was like, nah, I'm on. I was like, I'm in. I was like, if you want me to play VFL, I'm all for that as well, which I fully respect that. Um and there, came straight in, played the Adelaide game and, yeah, managed to get the win, which was awesome. And then as soon as you finish the game, it was like, I feel like I played the first game on pure adrenaline. Yeah. I was just like, I was so wound up. The game went so quick. I was like, fuck, it's over. I was like, get me to the next one, get me to the next mm. one. Then that next week, it was like we ended up playing Gold Coast, got managed, subbed out halftime, we're up by 15 goals. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just drip-fed my way back through and, Managed to play out the yeah the last twelve games of the year, and ultimately go all the way. And mm. their kind of things, their moments that you probably reflect on now, you're like, Fuck, yeah. imagine what if? Like, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you just chucked it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. and that's I think it's a great thing that you know in the moment you didn't make those decisions. Like when you yeah. when you're in that real dark space, and because we've all been there, I reckon. Like when you with with anything, you know, when you're struggling and when things aren't, it's like, fuck it. And we spoke about last week, you know, that sticking with something, going through something tough and then getting to, get to the, the other reward. side, yeah. Yeah. that reward. And and um, because at the time you can think of nothing worse. Like I, yeah. I've like when I snapped my leg and, you know, I was sort of similar thing, was in hospital yeah. and then back in two weeks later for more surgery and you just, you, you honestly just like, this isn't worth it. Yeah. I don't, I never want to be here ever again. So the thought of, yeah. but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the fact like as you said imagine if you you make that sort of decision there when you're feeling shit and you know you look back now what you've been able to achieve and yeah. it's, it's crazy how it works it's a life changer i think even something that we even do as minor as it is like we do like small reflection pieces yeah everyone does reviews and you talk about the game and performance and all that kind of stuff but we almost do like like personally you write down like your immediate emotional status post game it was like what did it what did it feel like was it loud was it quiet were you calm were you angry so do you use like one word to describe so that you or almost just... like you write down like three words 
like post game, yep. whether it's in your phone or you journal it down. But then you give it 48 hours and you reflect on it after, after the dust has settled. So I think emotionally when you invested so heavily in the game, straight after the game, what you think happened or potentially how you feel doesn't directly translate to two days later. Mm. I was like once the dust has settled, you're kind of like, yeah, probably didn't feel like that. Or, <clears throat> But it's amazing how when you perform well, like what you write down in comparison to maybe when you think things didn't happen that well, the two days difference to be able to reflect and evaluate what actually happened. Yeah. Mm. Pretty pretty crazy. It's like you'd like to think a lot of the time they would align, but a lot of times they don't. So even if you have a shit one, the first thing you're walking off is like angry, fucking busy as and stressed. Like you kind of like – and then two days later you're like, oh, fuck, hang on. Like I actually contributed like when yeah. I didn't have the ball. I was like I at least made three of my teammates better. I was like, so there's, there's a positive. But you don't go into that space post-game. Yeah. Nah. You're just thinking, what about me last kick? How <laughs> yeah. shit was that? And a lot of it like, is also <laughs> result-based too. Like yeah. if, you know, if say you don't get the win, straight away everyone's going to feel shit. And it's yeah. like there might have been, there's such a fine line between winning and losing. You know, it's like yeah. but if you lose, the world's over and I feel shit about myself and I'm the worst player out there. But if you win and you haven't played all that well but it's like you can find the positives, you're looking yeah. for the positives, it's – it's interesting how that happens, I reckon, just how results-based everyone is. And even that we always say is like the scoreboard's irrelevant. Mm. Again, it probably goes back to the mistakes theory. It's yeah. like, well, okay, you can say that. So what happens when we lose? Yeah. I was like, you're going to throw us a shitload of negative clips and we need to get better in all areas? Yeah. doesn't happen. So mm. our meetings go for 20 minutes. Mm. That's it. And to be honest, like we've been exposed to long <laughs> three-hour three hour meetings. <laughs> How and boring. You, 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 know, you just walk out of there and you're just like, fuck me. I was like, why did you not sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. The good thing is, is like, again, small margins. Like, there's a lot of games that we potentially could have dropped but we didn't. So how does the review look like if you did drop it? Is it, is it going to yeah. change? Yeah. And they don't. So it's like, again, like we do a hell of a lot right. So let's focus on that, double down on that. Mm. And then there's like a small bit of like if we had it done this maybe a little bit better. Yeah. It just enhances what we do really well even more. So yeah. let's just focus on that a little bit. Mm. And it's amazing how you walk out of the review, you kind of like it keeps the morale up. That's mm. all you need. It's like at the joint, you need blokes to feel good. Yeah. Walking around on eggshells and wearing your helmets and mouth guards 24-7. Mm. Who the fuck wants to do that? <laughs> but it, uh, it really comes down to trust. And, yeah. and that's what it is because you know that you've got trust in your team and your yeah. coaches that they say they're going to do this and they back it up. Mm. It's the moment they don't do that that you yeah. lose trust. Yeah. You lose, you, then you're on eggshells. Yeah. And it comes both ways. And it starts with relationships as well. It's like you've got to build it first. It's like you're not going to come in hot and just slam you and just expect shit to get done. And that's thankfully is like the crew that we've got with Fly, his support staff around him is incredible as well. We've got tactical gurus but also they're all kind of like they're pretty laddish. Like they all like – like enjoy having a beer and we all really get along like a house on fire to be honest. And so there's no that great that divide. Like sometimes you know, like you see the coach and it's there's a big division between. There's certainly like a respect authority. Yep. I don't even know if that makes sense. Mm. But no, it's, it like, it's kind of like it's like I know you're my coach. Yeah. But there's like there's input from players, which meetings these days, which I can only vouch for what we do, but like pretty much player generators. Like the contribution has to come from the players. As much as the coach and coaches know or what they're trying to project to players. That's that's well and fine. You could be the smartest bloke in the room, 
But if the players don't get it, who gives a shit? I was like, what are you doing? I was like, so ultimately the players are running the meeting. So it's like, and if it needs to be steered or navigated the way that they want, they can chime in. But the players really pretty much drive 90% of the meetings, which is really good because on game day, they're the ones who have to do it. Yeah. Mm. And that buy-in and ownership as well. Yeah. You know, when things aren't going well, yeah. you are really owning it because you're the ones that voiced it. Well, it just produces accountability within the team. It's mm. like you're the ones that are speaking it. You guys are saying it. Mm. You know it. So now fucking go and do it. <laughs> Love what you said earlier about like if you don't buy in, then you'll just drop away. You, yeah. You know, like and that comes from having that trust from your coach and him putting trust in you yeah. because then instead of him screaming at you and telling you, dude, you're not doing this well enough, you're not good enough here, we need to get better at this and you're going, fuck, I'm giving it everything and so yeah. there's that, you're sort of button heads. Yeah. He's actually there with you in the trenches yeah. and so you're going, fuck, I'm not going to let you down. I'd, I'd, I'll do anything not to let you down and not to let my teammates down because there's 97% of my teammates doing the same thing, yeah. giving their everything. It's like but the last thing I want to do is let anyone down so I'm going to you know, go above and beyond. Whereas I feel like in our sort of environment at the D's, it was yeah. like, fuck you. Like I'm doing everything I can and you're fucking leaving, not hanging me out to dry and it's never yeah. good enough. It's like. Do you find yeah. that, sorry, do you find that really interesting? Like you've probably had the two most extreme parts of your career. Yeah. Like it is management wise, yeah. trust, respect, relationships. Yeah. Like in such, your career is very short, yeah. but how much that's changed from two different clubs. Oh, like it's insane. You'd like to think. I feel like, as even as an industry, it's it's certainly evolved and it's changed. Like the yep. cultures within clubs have changed. It used to be, if your team's not going well, you just slam them, fill their boots as hard as you can, and work them over, and then that's the only way you get better. Well, ultimately, you don't. It just doesn't happen. I was like, everyone in the AFL. So from fortunate, so we win the flag to North Melbourne or West Coast on the ladder. I guarantee you, through the summer, everyone's working the same. Mm. Maybe it's like some some guys are tweaking things a little bit differently, but everyone is tipping in the exact same. Does everyone feel the same? No way. Mm. Like, no yeah, fucking yeah. chance. So that's, how, that's a great point. So how how it's run, how it's organised, again comes down to relationships. But that's probably the point that I touched on first. Does performance always like what comes first? Like yeah. when you're going well, all of a sudden it's like there's flexibility in the program to go. Okay, well you can do this or you can you've got options to do this or yeah. it's like if if you're not going so well it's just like righto this is what you're doing all day and at any given time do not even think about fucking missing anything yeah i was like so well that doesn't work for a lot of people mm. i've used like and like i i don't have a massive relationship with jack viney at all but i was like i've, I've referenced him a few times in saying this it's like he could be told he could be bruised battered 24 mm. 7 of the day and he'll turn up and he'll literally be the best trainer, best performer any given day. He's in the 2% that can do that. Yeah. The other 98% of us, fuck that. I was like, <laughs> but it's almost like, I feel like, I feel like no coaches, coaches, it's like they wish, or coaches that I had, they wanted everyone to be Jack Viney. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. what I want. It's like, that's the 1%. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a maniac. He's a monster. And it's incredible what he can do. And, and, you know, it probably cost him a fair bit with injuries and whatnot because he yeah. would just say, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And, you know, and he's, he got hurt a few <laughs> times because he kept pushing through. But as you said, like, that's the 1%. Yeah. That's that crate, you know, whereas everyone else, like, getting away and going and playing golf and going yeah. and seeing their family and, 
doing that that gives them energy yeah so then the next day they come back and they can actually concentrate out in, the, in a meeting for 20 minutes rather than being frazzled and or whatever it might be or because we yeah we discussed about talking about getting energy in i was like what 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 fills the cup what, mm. what gives you energy in mm. i was like is it family time is it playing golf is it literally not even being at the club so mm. it's like flies being enormous in terms of he goes i don't even want you to come in today just don't come in have a day on your own like, just wow. don't even think about it and i was like Okay. Log straight. And I was like, any tea time? <laughs> <laughs> I think like ego is a big thing with that. Like co- with coaches, I reckon. Like I think that coaches' egos, well, from from experience, get in the way. Yeah. Like because they want to be in control and they want to yeah. be. Whereas I feel like they, now it's like the coaches who can sit back and like they're still they're still working it beautifully and they're still yeah. they've got that relationship with each of the players but it's not about them yeah they're mm. it's they're sort of behind the scenes yeah you know working and as you say it's like it's making each individual player 45 on your list what do i have to do to make him feel as good and as confident and that he's the best player out there so that when he goes out there and we've got 18 22 23 out in the on the ground at a given moment, they all feel like they're yeah. contributing and confident. And, and that's a good thing for us. Like the way that – even the way that we play, like we don't have guys getting 30, like at all. If someone's getting 30, we're probably playing the wrong way. Like literally no one gets the ball. So to be able to go – Tom Mitchell averages 35 touches a game. I was like, okay, mate, you're coming in. You're probably having 22. Mm. And if you start getting 35, you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. Mm. Like you're chasing it. Mm. So don't – don't chase it. And you're probably so hanging things. in there too long <laughs> rather than giving someone else a fresh legs getting in there. Well, mate, it was like you used to getting 35. I was like, I need you to get eight clearances and tackle eight times a game. Yeah. I couldn't give a fuck if you don't touch a ball outside of that. Yeah. So if, even for like those little moments of flicking the switch for that, mm. it's pretty hard. It's like everyone wants to touch a pill. It makes mm. you feel pretty good. But to know that like Bo McQuarrie, for instance, if he didn't kick a goal, he used to crack the shits because he's like, well, if I don't kick a goal, why well, am I even out here? Mm. But now he's just like, all, all you need to do is put fear of God up mm. three backs in and that's all you need to do. That's all you have to do. Mm. And now he's got a rep that I guarantee if he's near the ball, blokes fucking are petrified mm. that, he know, that they know he's near him. So for him to be able to mentally flick the switch and go, okay, what I do is enough. It's also rewarding him though. Yeah. Like when he doesn't because <clears throat> everyone used to say that, like remember at the D's and this is a hard thing, it's like, They'd say that to the little forwards, but then they don't have six touches and yeah. they wouldn't kick a goal and they'd be the first one dropped. Cause, yep. And I think that's a, that's a benefit of being in a successful team too is you've got a bit more stability. Yeah, You know, if, if you're in a team that's where, you know, we were losing by 10 goals every week and you, you're sort of going out with unchanged lineups, people are going to be saying, yeah. you know, come on. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, evidence-based stuff mm. is like kind of what you're – well, you crave clarity and it's like you're also like, well, you don't want to be shit-talked. You kind of like – you can't say one thing and then all of a sudden throw something back at you yeah, differently. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well – and instantly it makes you like sit back. You're like, well, what are we doing? Like, yeah. And thankfully, <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough, like I had an unbelievable relationship, still do, with Nathan Buckley. Like I'm catching up with him for lunch on Monday and I had an unbelievable relationship with him. There's like – you know, there's obviously people that potentially didn't get along with him as good as what I did. But he, for me, my last two coaches have been unbelievable because mm. <clears throat> they, they had like a sense of like, they made you feel like what you were worth was enough. Mm. I was like, for me, that's all I need. Yeah. 
start questioning if, if I train hard enough or what I bring to the table is not good enough, then I'm out. I was like, because, well, that's probably ultimately I'll probably, I'm too old anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, and then the way that the kind of like, so like a lot of the older players don't come back to the new year. And I was like, you hear of all the way that, that Geelong have been able to manage their old guys for so long and why they probably perform so well for so long is because they get managed really well and they get looked after a little bit. Again, like we still work our ass off, but it's like I'm not coming back till after the Christmas. Like, mm. and it's like you're fortunate enough to be in that position to be able to do that. And for me, that mentally freshens me right up. Mm. It's like yeah. I know our meetings are short, but for me, sitting in three meetings a day is like it's still pretty hard. Mm. And for someone who wants to go into coaching, maybe I just don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just do the walkthrough genius. Yeah. It's like we're just all hands on. We're, we're all hands on. We're out in the field, boys. <laughs> Let's go. We're out in the field. I don't know if you blokes like playing golf. I thought, I'd, I thought I'd mix it up. A lot of similarities between golf. The meeting will go for four hours, and we're just going to play golf. And we're going to we're going to be active. We're going to walk the whole way. Now, Jez, I'm really interested. Like. What you've learnt personally as an individual from not winning a flag, not all your career, but what you've had to go through as an individual, sitting through those demons, like yeah. I can't imagine and nobody could unless they've been in your shoes there, what it was like for your family because shame is such a – like that's yeah. a that's a horrible thing to be able to say, mate. Yeah. What, what have you learnt or how have you changed as an individual from this season because, mate, as I said, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And you, if there's one roller coaster, you've been on it. What have you learned as, more importantly, not a football player, not as a partner, as a dad, but as a human being? What probably have you learned about yourself? Probably more so that the people around me is like, I've always saw myself as like, as long as people around me are happy, that's enough for me. It's like, I'll be happy. It's like, it's like when mum passed, it's like, it's like, as long as my dad can get through it, I'll be fine. I never checked in with myself. It's like, and I've still probably got the same mentality. But then when I got injured, it's like, it's the effect that you have on others. So as soon as Carly is drained and she's not so happy i don't see her smiling it's like i feel like that's because of me it's like it's just because like i'm having an impact on that so it's probably like i probably held a lot of that in and then it's like i carry that a lot it's like but then probably touching on your question is like the thing that i've learned is allowing people around me to support me mm. and for me it's like and i know athletes or people in like jobs they probably like they feel like the responsibility and the accountability purely comes on the individual there's an element of it yep but as soon as i started letting people in and let them like almost like almost fell into a hug as if like oh just hold me for a bit yep and i just needed to be told that i'd be okay that was enough for me for carly to be there through that period and i I said it before i was like i don't think i would have come back if carly if i was on my own and i had no one if i wasn't seeing carly or didn't have xana there's fucking no chance I would have played. Yeah. No way. Like no chance I would have came back. And yeah, the greatest learning is to like the people around you, like you build great relationships over a long period of time. So let them, let them in. Yeah. Like let them support you. And I, at that time, I, I probably it was the first time in my whole life where I was like, I need to be held. Like I need to be told mm. that I'll be okay. Because I didn't think I was ever going to be okay, to be honest. And then, so she's played a huge role in that and, like my family back home, although that they're interstate, were enormous. So, um, yeah, as like checking in with people, it's probably like a greater learning for me. Is like ringing people that you don't normally speak to a lot. I know we touched on pre potty, but it's something that you're probably trying to do. Like I speak to my, like I always make sure I ring my nan every single week. It's a fucking pretty simple thing to say, but to do it, I was like, I know she like it fills her cup up so much just to hear from us. 
send her a photo of Xander once a week. I was like, that's all I need to do. I ring my dad every single day. I ring my brother every single day. I ring Carly probably three times a day. Now you're at hospital. She's like, leave me alone. We got any milk? It was like, we got any air? <laughs> her phone's never been cooler since I got out of hospital. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's that. It's the human side of it. It's the emotional mm. side of it. Because if I'm being I'll honest, lent like, in. when I first met you, yeah. you're pretty headstrong, Tazzy boy, come over. I'm yeah. fucking, I don't need any help. I don't need, you know, I'm like, and that's, but I've definitely noticed over the years. And Kalia, I'd love to touch on Kalia because, you know, for someone who you love a good time, you're one of the boys, blah, blah. But the minute you met Kalia, I'll never forget you, you changed as a, a human being, you know, and, and like, settle. But honestly, like, and, and I think, um, you know, the way even just hearing like at the start of the pod, you're saying what was so special to you was having Kalia and Xander there with the cup for, uh, you know, like um, can you sort of try to explain to me a little bit like what what she's meant to you over the years because... Be hard. It's, like, fuck, it's, like, oh, it's always a touchy point. Mm. Um, yeah, like I've been playing footy for 13 years now and... Going in my 14th year, I met her in my third year. So we've been together for over 10 years, married for four. Yeah, and like I said, it was like that injury. It was, like, it was probably a small taste of the reliance that, it, that I put on her for me. And it's like it's as selfish as it is for me to be an athlete, it's so taxing on the people around you. And Carly for me is like oh, <clears throat> I, used to, I used to carry on, like have a great time. And to be honest, I still get to do – like, you know, have good times and have beers with the boys. And we kind of met out, we're both pretty similar personalities, to be honest. All we'd just like have a good time. We'd be the first ones on the dance floor. All of a sudden, look around, there's no one there. <laughs> the last one's and to leave. The joint's closing. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, I got a taste of it uh, after the, on the Sunday after the granny. She um, wound back the clock and was like, <laughs> There's a girl fell in love with her years ago. <laughs> there you are. There she is. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you'd like to think, I think you just, when you say like the word changes, I feel like our personalities probably haven't, but you'd like to think you mature and evolve and I don't know, I've never, yeah, I'm stubborn, I'm pretty stubborn. Mm. Still am, quite grudgy. <laughs> <laughs> If I've got someone in the gun, it takes me a long time to get him out. It takes a long time to get Don't him out. <laughs> the wizard's on, look out. Um, and that's something that I still try and work on and I struggle a little bit. But I think, yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere remotely close to where I am if I wasn't with her. If mm. I was on my own and living on my own, I'd fucking hate it. Mm. A lot of guys are like, fuck yeah, I love interstate trips. Just get me out of the house. I hate it because I don't sleep that well. <laughs> I was like, mm. And I sleep the house down. If I'm at home. Mm. Yeah. Just knowing that there's someone there. It's yeah. like, when I say someone, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. We, geez, we Just got to that. clarify. Yeah, we got that, mate. Is it yeah. Boris or yeah. <laughs> I get, But, um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't speak hot, more highly of her. I can't be any more grateful for her. Mm. Um, and you'd like to think, as like, even when you, you go through all this shit, as like when we won the flag and you get the cup for a day, just get her to hold it. I was like, I hope this is – it's certainly not repaying the whole shitload of thir- 11 years of grief that I've given you. <laughs> but maybe it's maybe it's worth a little bit. Mm. Like, and just to see the joy that they got out of it, um, yeah, it just makes you happy, yeah. I think. 
perspective's a massive thing. Yeah. Do you ever go into that space? People probably don't a lot. But perspective for me, even when I was in hospital, that was the thing that was rinsing through my mind over and over again. I was like, I used to think footy is, that's all I need. I was like, that's, I'm fully invested in that. And outside of that, fuck. Obviously, Kalia, yes, and Xander. But outside of that, it's like, who am I? What do I, what do I look like? What's my identity and all that kind of stuff? But since Carly's been, we've been together for a long period of time, you feel like you kind of turn the nozzle on it a bit, um, focus on what's really important. That's mm. away from the game for me. Knowing that if I'm like that, I know when I'm playing slash at training, you'll get the best version of me. And thankfully, she's been able to do that for me for a long period of time. And hopefully a bit longer to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think sometimes it's interesting we can take that for granted too. Like when, when you're in the bubble and you're, you know, like in, playing footy and you're in the middle of the season or whatever, yeah. and it is, it's a lot about you and it's a lot about your, you know, oh, no, I can't go to that event because I've got training tomorrow morning. And you can sort of take it for granted a little bit. I've certainly found that during my career. And then, you know those moments where you are on your own, or you're you're in a dark spot, and as you said, or, or you're in a great spot, and you win the flag. It's like, who are the people that you want to spend it with? Yeah. And you said the people I, I wanted to be with was my family back home and Carlia and Xander. It's it's sort of um, you know it's important to to keep reminding yourself who's important. Well, it might be it might even be a little semi controversial because for what I'll say, because we won the flag on Saturday night or Saturday aftermath was fucking enormous like it was one of the greatest experiences you or sense of euphoria I was spending it with like all the club and family and all that in the same room for a long period of time got to like 4 a.m that's kind of like the uh are we going home or yeah. are we going through like, <laughs> and i was like you know what i was like fuck it i was like i just want to go home i was like get me home so i grabbed carly i scruffed her i was like managed to bank like four hours sleep Knowing that the next day was family day. Yeah. So family day is 10 a.m. at the club. You get presented to the fans at midday. But from 10 till 1.30 or 2 o'clock, you're allowed to bring whoever you want in. So the family. Amazing. So I was like, fuck it. I don't want to be severely. Ratchet. Not severely hung. That was always going to be happen. But <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to go all the way through make and, it not, and not be able to communicate with the fam yeah. at all. Because pretty much for the next week, that, that's the only moment you get with them. Yeah. That's it. So, because you got a function at two o'clock that starts on the Sunday that you got to go to. So, I was like, nah, I'll be there. I want to be present. I want to have a drink. So, I was like, we're on the piss at 10 in the morning, mm. which sounds pretty early, but it's like, but in saying that, I had a table of, I think it was like nine of us. And we just got to sit there, medal on, and then just like fucking hand your medal to the, all the family. Mm. I'll wear it, get the photos. Oh, yeah, that and was just, the photos I saw. Yeah, and just was... talk shit for four hours with your family. It's funny because all the players start rocking up. A lot of them obviously hadn't slept and it's like, fuck, it's like, well done. It's like, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I'm so glad I went home. Yeah. I'm so glad I went home. And to be honest, a lot of the guys that didn't, they go, I wouldn't change it for the world. No chance. It's, yeah. like, it's been the greatest thing of all time, which I get. Yeah. Maybe being 33, you're kind of like, well, I don't really need to do that. <laughs> I reckon if you were 24 back in your heyday, how dog, you well, might... <laughs> Well, I still, still managed to find a way throughout the week to about maybe catch up. So <laughs> <laughs> the old boy showed the few. Oh, it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty funny like that. It's like the, watching the young bucks go hard, 
And then you get to Mad Monday and all of a sudden you're like, well, their boys are drained. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and this well, is when, this is when, you... when we start turning, the, turning <laughs> up the torch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, yeah. So I think we had Tuesday off after the granny and then that was pretty much the only day off in eight days. Wow. Or Do you, um, so looking back at that, obviously it's so chaotic. Like yeah. at certain stages you're like, there's too much going on. And I know you have to do that for your fans and everything like that, but I think that's a really, I really loved hearing to say that, yeah. that two hours with your family. Yeah. Like how important that is. Like it, it yeah. that's the whole week is out of control. Like, but I was like, you kind of, you kind of get briefed on what potentially might, it might look like, but when you're in it, it's like, <laughs> fuck. Do, it's you like st- do you still have those shit exit meetings and stuff? Well, when you, when you the- win it, it's like, you don't have to talk about yeah. anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> just this. <laughs> well done. Yeah, good Thank work, you. mate. We'll see <laughs> you next year. You still do, you still do your medico- medicos. Oh, yeah. So you had to do your medicals, but um, for the guys that played, there was no exits. <laughs> so the exit awesome. was a medal um, around your neck. No. Nah. Yeah. So that was it, which um, was pretty cool, but. Yeah, you still have moments like that where, yeah, look, again, that week was so hectic. It's like grand final Saturday, family day slash post-function Sunday where it's just players and staff from 2 o'clock onwards. Mad Monday, day off Tuesday. Wednesday we'd kind of try to do like a, what would feel like a reunion. So we tried to organise a dinner with the players that played. I think only like 14 of us rocked up. Like <laughs> just couldn't dust. get there. They couldn't <laughs> get there. They couldn't get there. <laughs> it's been Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And then Thursday was the seven hours of signing memorabilia. Oh. Where, no, where you're literally sitting in like a, a U-shape of tables oh. and just signing jerseys, passing on. I don't. Rec- I sat next to Crispy and this is, this, this is how bad the day was. I don't even remember who sat next to me on the right-hand side. And you were there for eight hours. I was there for seven hours and didn't chat to him once. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what pretty penny are you taking home for that? Oh, well, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not for seven hours. <laughs> not, not enough. Not enough. For what we get and what... Yeah, it goes potentially how, many, how many signatures do you reckon you did in seven so, hours? So it worked out to be... Uh, a signature every seven and a half seconds for seven hours. <laughs> seven hours. <laughs> for seven hours. So it was like, I think it had been about 2,250 or something like that. Wow. Seven we had 15 minutes at lunch. Fuck. And that was it. Was your hand just wobbling because yeah. you were ready to go so and go? Like, what, what was I, your... Honestly, my left hand started cramping. I signed with my right. <laughs> but to get the jersey, you had to spread it like that. Every time then sign, throw it across, spread it like that. And I started severely cramping. I was like... I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. I feel sorry for the for the people that buy the the six hour yeah the, the six hour jersey where Jez is just to be honest, it's, like, it's so funny. How it's like so. Oh, Jamie Elliott was next to me. That's right. So we've had like because you sign for a bit, and then the first like hundred signatures of a new text is average because it just grips all the time. Like, Fuck, can't do it. <laughs> then you find a groove for probably. 200 signatures in a row. You're like, shit, yeah, this, yeah, this is it. smooth. Work this well. Is like, I'm, in, I'm all in it. And then the next 50, you're like, is that dark enough? Is that? Like, and all of a sudden, you're going, fuck, did I do the number? And start wigging out. You all of a sudden, you start having these moments. You're like, geez, I don't even know. I was like, I can't even recognize what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> then you go through a sock, you go, new texter. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, shit, signature a bit. Find the groove, oh. dies out. And then it's like, it was the only way you could get through. So we had Bruzzy playing tunes. Oh. The whole way through. But again, yeah, no one said a word to each other. Oh. And then Friday's best and fairest. Everyone goes to the, I was like, they had the after party after the granny and uh, after the best and fairest. And 
it was pretty pretty quiet. Yeah, everyone was ready to get the fuck out, yeah, yeah. get away from each other. What a what a week though. When you when you look back at uh, look back at the whole season, what are you most proud of? We love asking this question, mm. don't we? What's he? Yes. What are you most proud of? Probably two parts as an individual, but then also what you achieved because I think you're you're he's a lot more unique than yeah, most. Yeah, I think oh, the thing that I'm most proud of is probably the in terms of the whole group was managing the expectation of the year. I think we were managed, we were gifted probably in 2022 with the year that we had. No one expected nothing from us. Yeah, it's like new coach, we'll shit the year before, so no one's thinking anything will happen with us. Get to a prelim, lose by a point. And then watch Sydney get torched the following week was really hard. And I said to Fly, I was like, with the way that we, the run that we went on, I was like, Jesus, like so highly motivating. It was like this emotional ride that we're on. We're like, fuck yeah, it just keeps going up. And then it just went bang, crashed at the end. I was like, fuck. How do you plan on like getting everyone on board that for the following season? He goes, don't even think about it. He goes, this is what I do. This is like my jam is to motivate guys, get them going. And I was like, just don't even think about it. I was like, Perfect. Fair enough. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll rock it. So I was like, fuck it, I'll come back in Jan. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. Sure. <laughs> and then the, yeah, the thing that I'm probably most proud of is the way that we performed under expectation. Mm. So I think – and so there was a stat that went through the year. So everyone wants to perform against Collingwood because everyone fucking hates us, which I kind of like to be honest. But then all of a sudden this year everyone's like this – Started turning a little bit. It's like everyone kind of likes calling it because, like, we have so much fun and it's a good place to be around. It's like, who would have thought a joint that has fun people like? It's like <laughs> oh, makes makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's kind of like dealing with the expectation, knowing what was coming. And, yeah, that stat. Every team wants to bring their best against you because you got so every team, every team, Every team that played us, whether they beat us or we managed to beat them, the following week they were like, Two and twenty for the year, mm. so wow. they build build themselves up to play us, and then the following week they just fall off a cliff. And then it was like, so the teams that beat us, or the teams that played us, every the following week, mm, pretty much they literally everyone dropped really it. lost, literally like ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent of the time, and you could feel that. It was like we just, we knew that like going into the game, get through the first, like get through the first, they're going to bring the fucking heat, and it was like can't can't wait. It was like don't just match it. Lifted. Turn the dial up. Like yeah. let's let's crank it up early. But there's some games where it's like teams like literally worked you over. Yeah. You're like, it's pretty fucking hard to do every single week. Yeah. Really good teams do it for a long period of time. And we're certainly not that. But what you probably think of is like to get through it, to be able to perform and keep notching up wins. Like everyone's like, Oh, you won so many lucky games. I was like, Well, We've yeah, there's, a, there's an element of luck, but you earn it yeah. for yeah. sure. I was like yeah. <laughs> And the thing that I'm most proud of, like you said, is yeah, like dealing with that, getting the result. And even when we dropped a couple of games, no one dropped their bundle. The way that we rock up on Monday, it's like you won or lost. You wouldn't know it at yeah. all. Um, and then personally, I was kind of like just to get back and play was enough for me. I was like, um, yeah, there was an element of FOMO, not not winning the flag, but just not playing. And like I've... I was fortunate enough in my first 10 years, missed stuff all games pretty much through 190 or something. And then my last four years, like I've pretty much missed two and a half, three years. So, yeah, to be able to get back and, and play and contribute on the greatest day of the year was something that, yeah, I'm super proud of. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Mm. I think uh, one of the – sorry, Jack, I think one of the 
77,000 was your average attendance. Second <laughs> second, second biggest team in the world. In the globe, yeah. Like, <laughs> that is mad. That, that's just, shows, that it, just shows exactly what you mentioned, exactly. that teams turn up yeah. because they know yeah. it's going to be epic. Oh, like that's and, insane. And yeah. that was like um, – like Fly's always been massive on bringing the fans along. Like it's one of the values at the club, like bring the fans along. Mm. And it's like you watch anyone do an interview, you watch anyone talk about the club, it's always like get the fans there. Yeah. Bring them along. It's like we – they literally like the way that, again, like Fly's a great people manager, knows how to motivate. He motiv- motivated the fans like no yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we have arguably the greatest weapon slash advantage – why the fuck would we not use it? Yeah. yeah. And trust me, it was like they turned out and went <laughs> off their trolleys. <laughs> oh, so like, I've never seen anything like it. Like it's just yeah. out of control. He's telling the kids, he's like in presses telling the kids to rock up to school in their black and white <laughs> outfits. Like, and just tell them, it's like, Fly said it's okay. <laughs> smart. Oh, it's so, so good. smart. And like the chant and that that goes around, they've, they've worked out that normally it's like if you go to a sporting event, which we've all been to, you, you cheer when things are going really well. When they, when there's a sense or a moment where the game doesn't look the way it's meant to, they just hit this calling oh. and we're like three goals down and all the boys just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden it just it just ticks, it gets you going and just like, nah, mm. they're on. And they know they know for a fact that the game's on. Like and then all of a sudden it just turns. I'll tell you who's so. leading the charge with that uh, that chant. Maynard? <laughs> Maynard. Oh. My man Davies. Oh. <laughs> what about that? What about a turn of events in the last 12 months? Oh, no. Because I remember I remember the, the 2018 when he went viral for the other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thumbs up, Dom Sheed. <laughs> and then you see the other, you see 10 seconds later and he's giving yes. the bird up after he's kicked the goal. <laughs> But yeah, Davey's, uh, you know, my best mate. He's long time Collingwood supporter, and him, him and his brother got to the granny, and he just said it was the best day of his life, you oh. know, because he's been through it all. He goes to every game, he's, yeah. you know, and he's, it's funny. He's been fortunate enough to meet you and become mates with a few of them. And yeah, it's amazing. You know, he's a mate of mine, and just yeah. to see what it, what it brings him, the Pure emotion joy. and the joy and the, you know, how much it means to him, like, Goes to every game, every week. Yeah. And he just loves you boys and loves how you play and, um, you know, pretty special to be able to do that for, what have you got, 100,000 members, yeah. which probably all feel pretty similar. Yeah, well, I think we broke the record for the highest membership in the history of the game this year. Mm. Wow. And they plan on like eclipsing that the following year mm. and it'll just keep growing. And mm. That's probably when you talk about the gravity of what a premiership holds. Mm. I was like, you kind of get, it's like, yeah, the... Like we're locked in with that twenty-three players. Like it's mm. for the rest of your life. You have reunion for the rest of your life, and it's like those guys will always be connected with you, with a, whether you like them or not. Yeah. I, I'd like to think I like most. <laughs> most <of them>. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not going to like. You're not. Gonna, it's like working. No, it's exactly. any anywhere. You're not going to like everyone or get along. I yeah. think. Except you're not going to be best mates. Yeah, with everyone. you don't you can, have to you be. You can sort of. Yeah, but like yeah, stuff. Pendle's always inside. They do their reunions for the twenty ten mm. all the time. Yeah. And you just look at photos and then you're just like, fuck, how good would that be? Mm. Fortunate enough when we're 70, we'll still you be do doing that. it. It's, it's so interesting, isn't it? Like as we spoke about earlier, the difference between winning and losing and even, you know, yeah. your granny, like fuck, could have gone either way. Yeah. But no one's going to, you know, remember them. Nah, are they? No one's going to remember nah. the Brisbane Lions 2023 team. They were a good team. Uh, and they were a great team. Yeah. yeah. But, and they were one kick, two, one kick away and yet – 
you know, and just how fine that is. And, and now you're a premiership player for the rest of your life. And yeah, it's fucking crazy how it works. Mm. Um, yeah, hectic day. But I just remember going at half time. I was like, can we, like, we always, everyone sits in their lines and kind of has a bit of a chat. Like, take a fucking breath mm. and actually just realize how good that half was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was an amazing it was like game 68 to 61. I was like, <laughs> it's a fucking hell of a half. <laughs> I was like, too many goals? Maybe. It was like, but it was like, it's a fucking unbelievable half. Like yeah. One of the best halves I've ever seen. I just remember laughing. It's happened a bit. But just like laughing with Darcy Moore running back to full back after a goal. Yeah. Or, and just going, how fucking good was that? And that even, like, there's even like when Zach Bailey kicks a couple of those unbelievable goals. Zach Bailey, that goal. going. Was- how good's that? Yeah. Like, and if they're gonna if they're gonna beat us by kicking goals like that, we'll they probably go take hats off. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story Pendles told on a podcast recently about um, was it Nick Dacos and uh, coming into that last centre bounce or something when they just kicked one. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, do you want me to get out of here?" Or, and and Pendles was just like, "You fucking serious?" Would you- I want you in it. Like, like, oh, no, okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then he gets a handball and then they go down oh. to go and kicks that goal. And Connor, when, when Cameron kicked that goal, you're thinking, fuck, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe it's maybe it's not our day. Especially when we kicked like nine points in a row. Yeah. I'm just like, the amount of times that we managed, like teams did that to us and then we managed to just clip them over the end. Mm. I was like, surely is this not going to come back and bite yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> Payback. As soon as that centre bounce unfolded and, yeah, got hacked out. That Darcy gun punched this living shit out of the ball. You're thinking, as a defender, you're like, best case scenario, and just lands right in Dakes' lap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It jumps up, alley oop to Geordie, and he knocks it over from 50, like kicking the ball sideways. I was like, maybe it is maybe out Maybe it is <laughs> out <there." laughs> And then Sidey kicks one from him. I was like, so funny. I was, now, I, had now. To up there. I, was like, I was with him, obviously, Does he yesterday. Has he the ball that far in his life? <laughs> no. <laughs> he can't kick over but, a like, But from grand final day, it started at, 54 metres <laughs> and then I had a beer with him yesterday so it's three and a half, four weeks post and it's got out to 75. It's <laughs> 75. It, just, it, just keep, it just keeps travelling. And so right so by the time Steel. he rocks up day one of pre-season was from the centre square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe couldn't that. Couldn't believe how he flushed it. Like, yeah. But as soon as he kicked it though, to get that much purchase on a ball to travel that far, you almost have to semi-belly it. Yeah. Because if, yeah. if you get too many revs, it just yeah. like, it's just like... Slows it like down. It goal. needs to go through, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It starts to like coming, almost like slowing down. He half-bellied it, which he wouldn't admit, but flushed it. Yeah. Oh. And it fucking sailed. Like, <laughs> we know the fence. He, he did like, kick it from outside of 50. He contemplated, yeah. obviously contemplated kicking it left-footed because he's he kicks further on his left than he does on his right, yeah. which is... Fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> he's the most ambidextrous bloke. I was like, even playing eight ball with him, he was like, he plays eight ball left handed. I was like, are you just doing that to take the piss? Or you actually- <laughs> I'm that good. Um, it's like when you play cricket, we used to play cricket, he'd yeah. bowl right hand and bat left handed. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You ran the wrong way. He goes, oh, that's how I do it. I'm that's like, what? Comes in from both ends, left handed, one hand, <laughs> yeah. right hand the other. But he's, um, yeah, that was probably one of the. Those two moments, like our last three goals of the game when we couldn't kick goals was Penderbury, Dugowie, Sidebottom. Mm. Pretty fucking handy players to mm. kick goals when you need them. Yeah. <laughs> did, it, did it make you, like, because obviously you're very close with Steelo, mm. like did you feel something, like, I don't know, was there a different feeling because it was him? Like have oh, you thought of that? I think there's a, everyone kind of craves moments like that yeah. in mm. that. But then watching him do it and the way that he, he used, he's like, he's definitely, and you'd know more than any, but 
he's like he's a larrikin, loves having a good time and carrying on at certain times. But on the field, he's he's so professional, very like straight. Like he'll kick yeah. a massive goal and kind of just waddles like a duck back to the wing. Mm. Fuck yeah, it's like that's just what I'm. This is what I do. Yeah. But I feel like over the last few years, he's like big moments or any goals in that, he gives it heaps. Yeah. Which is like, because it gets everyone going. It's like mm. see him react like that and respond like that just makes me instantly feel heaps better. Mm. So I was like, well, keep fucking doing it. <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting like when we spoke oh. to him, just just hearing the love he has for oh. footy and for Collingwood and for his club. And it his nearly made team. you sick. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, like, no, but like in a... Yeah, yeah. Like nah, in it a, really, I mean, it really didn't. It made me, it made me feel... I mean, jealous yeah. that that's how he feels. But but also, like, that's probably just not me, regardless, even if I was there. It's yeah, like yeah. it made me realise just how much he loves it. Yeah. Like, I just assumed – I sort of thought everyone just sort of fucking hates footy. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> it's like, just you, mate. There's an element of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think we're, we're – you know, I think we've probably been a bit more in the same headspace at times. Whereas he – it was like, oh, I just want to play forever. Yeah. I just want to keep going. And then to see him, you know, and just – for him to have that moment, I mean, he's had fucking yeah. shitloads of moments over yeah. 300, but, you know, to have that moment in a grand final, you know, he's a stalwart of the club and he's probably the most beautiful human being. Like oh. just, you know, like he couldn't find a better bloke. He's one of the most humble guys I've ever met. Yeah. For what arguably will stack up as a really strong accolade list at the exactly. end of his career. Exactly. All Australians, best and fairest, premiership players, Anzac Day medalist. He's yeah. got fucking everything. Yeah. Like everything. And... If you still meet him at a pub, he'll yeah. literally – I was like, I can have a beer. It's just us two. And then he, I was like, where the fuck is he talking for like 20 minutes <laughs> to just some random person he's met and he just gives it every every moment that he can. <laughs> he loves that though. And on the, way, on the way out, he probably goes, anyway, here's my number. Just let us know if you want to give it a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> you sit there at any, any given time, his phone's just ringing. He goes, oh, this is that bloke from Cobram that I gave me number three, three years ago. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy he is, and I was just like, it's it's great. Yeah, <laughs> he was obviously brought up brought up with all the boys, all his brothers, and mm. with you, fortunately it's, enough, for a long a period of time. Community, and, I think it's a yeah. country community, and that's probably the greatest. He goes, and he said it before. He's never enjoyed his footy more because the club's probably never felt more black. Like you have moments, like our club's like a country footy club. Yeah, there's always kids carrying on there. It's almost like a borderline daycare center at times. Country footy club with 80,000 every week. Yeah. Oh. 77,000. Imagine. <laughs> like, really, they're going to put another stand on top of the yeah. G, I think, just to keep your members. Like, keep and that's I was like, kind of like, yeah, I think they're trying to push for us to play round one in Sydney. There's like a bit of a mm. split round. Fuck. Like, you'd be crowded. Nah, Homebush? In, is it? In Sydney, yeah. Oh, Homebush is like 80, is it? Yeah, so it's like, they won't. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know what the plan is there, but. Yeah, I know for sure. It's like when we get to play at the G first first time. I'd love to know. Fucking stack. I'd, oh, love, I'd yeah. love to know what. Oh. <laughs> Might be hard for me to get some free tickets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw you, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. I think I've exhausted one avenue. I'll, I'll start reaching elsewhere. <laughs> I would love to know if how big the stack. You know how many tickets you'd be able to sell in a granny if you had more seats. You know, like I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you how many people I had messaging me saying. Can you get grand final tickets? I'm desperate. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's a good point. You would have sold. Oh. Yeah, but so where we, would they so, be? But, the, but then all of a sudden, like, so at the AIA Centre, they played it on the big screen and you couldn't see the grass. The whole so oval was stacked with oh, people really? sitting on the, lawn, on the grass wow. watching the game. 
Then they had like, I don't know if it was at Fed Square or whatever, but mm. every venue possible, they just Full. chocked it out. Yeah. Chocked it. Like, and I was like, I know, fortunate enough, we, we get 10 tickets um, to the granny. But if I got, if I got 110, yeah. they'd be gone just gone. quick. Yeah, exactly. Like, so easily just gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. We're, we're grateful for our fans because there's nothing like it. Mm, sure. I was like, the D's fans were great. I was like, I had great, great experience with them. Still chat to, the uh, the banner girls every time that we play them, and uh, but yeah, mm. the Collingwood chant that we get, you don't get it anywhere else. Mm. I, like, I love what Port Adelaide do pregame, like that song. That success, yeah. Any time it gets the fans engaged, they're like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, I've got a bit here." I was like, I've, "Like what I'm doing, is, it's working." Mm. But the fans just go off their trolleys, and it is so good. Yeah, like I get rinsed every time I kick the ball out by Oppo fans. Oh like, yeah, I would love to know. What our fans are <laughs> <laughs> ripping no, bikes and kick no, out. You, <laughs> you say that, Jim. You would not. Hey, oh. I, I, you I would. could tell you a few things about Collingwood supporters. <laughs> give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Was like, cause it was like, all I know is like when I like, take my first kick in against the Ds or anyone, to be honest, they just, they've got no ammo anymore. The one thing that they would always rinse me for is not is leaving and not winning a flag. Yeah. I'll turn around. I might even try to shove it under my top and turn around and just go, this one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> they just oh, smile at him, mate. That hurt yeah. him even more. Yeah, yeah, Thanks, exactly. mate. Good on you, bud. Exactly. I'll try, I try. It takes every bit of me not to acknowledge it at the same time. I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, though, mate. Not anymore. Exactly. Well, How Dog, thank you so much. Before we give you some, we've well, brought a couple of little presents um, sponsored by. Uh, oh, look the, at them. Sponsored Hang by on. Squash. So. Uh, but we like to know from our from our guests. We like to know other than footy, um, other than golf, other than Kalia, obviously. What gets you excited in in life? Other than you know the obvious <laughs> things. We might have put you on the spot a little bit here, but obviously, we didn't start with it today. So you know, we didn't start. You know, you so Zan is out of the equation as well. Yeah, mate. Yeah, well. Yeah. Xander's, Xander's involved. Oh, I suppose you could say Forrest that. No, no footy, pets, Carlia, Xander's yeah, exactly. family. <laughs> what gets me going? <laughs> <laughs> no, and start? no golf. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I got golf, I got golf. Why would you start with this? We need a real fist. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm testing you here. I'm testing you because, you know. <laughs> what gets me excited? I think I've always been, uh, again, I was like, I've raised the point. It was like could be a few controversial things, but it's like I've always been like a giver in terms of gifts. So what gets me going is like is gift giving. It's like mm. I want to give Carly something, or I want to give Zan something. I, was like, I know you said don't mention that. No, it's no, probably no, more. Right. It's probably more in theory. It's yeah, like yeah. that gives you it makes giving, you feel giving, really good. Giving my brother something is like gifting my old man something. It's like for me, Carly, and I annoy the shit out of Carly. I was like on my birthday because she's like, "What do you want?" I was like, "Nothing. I don't want anything." I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Just don't get me anything." I was like, well, "Get me a pair of squash shorts." <laughs> <laughs> A new singlets too. Yeah. Wait, wait for the sale. <laughs> <laughs> Ring Jack up. <laughs> but I think for me, it's like when it's someone else's birthday or something like that. That's when I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm. What can I? What can I do? What can we? What can we kind of g up and? Yeah. I don't know. When you give someone something and watch them smile. Amazing. That's all that I need. Yeah. So yeah. I give up. Oh. 
What a way to finish. I think, yeah. I think that is, uh, it started off pretty dicey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you eliminated go? all me, all me uh, personal yeah, things but it made you think a bit deeper, mate. Yeah, I love yeah. that. We speak about this all the way. Kind of service giving, yeah. it fulfills you, makes 100%. you feel amazing. And, mate, you would have fulfilled so many Collingwood supporters this year, not only Collingwood supporters, but the only excited family. How exciting is yeah, this? Um, really appreciate you being on the show, mate, and your no. time. As always, great man. Thanks for having me, boys. Been a pleasure. Thanks, Elder.